The Business Makeover Pinellas is back for round two. If you didn't know, now you know. And we've selected our winner this year. It is Stephanie Love from Epicurious One. And today, we're sitting down and chatting with her to kind of get more of a background of her story, what her business, Epicurious One, is all about, and what her plans are, what her vision is for this business as she goes through the business makeover and goes through that transformation and learns more about um, sharing her message and sharing her story. I'm super excited. I met Stephanie a couple weeks ago, and she is freaking awesome, and uh, I know you're going to love her too, and um, everything that she's about and her passions about sharing wine and educating people uh, about wine. So let's not wait any longer. Let's jump right into it and meet Stephanie. Welcome to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I'm your host, Florida native and real estate ninja, Donnie Hathaway. You know, I started this podcast because I'm extremely passionate about connecting you with the people and the local businesses that make Palm Harbor so special. Palm Harbor, Florida is a great place to live, work, and play. It has everything you could dream of, from the food, the outdoors, the lifestyle, to the people in the community. I wanted to create a podcast that connected the community and inspired everyone to live better. To join this community and stay up to date on all things Palm Harbor, visit my website, it's palmharborlocal.com, and sign up there to join the locals. And remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. So welcome, Stephanie. I am I'm excited to do this interview with you. Sit down and have this conversation with you. You are um, the winner of the business makeover Pinellas, you know, a giveaway that we are doing round two. Um, so one, just just welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Donnie, for having me. And I am uberly excited to be working with you and and your Fab Five team. This is this is exciting for me and to meet you all and just your heart and passion for helping small business owners is absolutely infectious. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That, that's great to hear. So, so why I want to start with like, just talking a little bit about, um, about your business, Epicurious One, mm-hmm. uh, kind of where you're at today. We're going to do a, a second recording uh, of the podcast as we, as we wrap up the business makeover. So this is this is for anyone listening. This is like step one. Like this is before we've kind of gone through the process of the business makeover. And then we'll do a recap to kind of see, you know, kind of get your feedback on what that process was like, what you liked about it and um, what you learned along the way as well. I think that's, that's the most important thing. So so let's start with your business and, and kind of what you do with Epicurious One. Absolutely. Uh, So Epicurious One is a business that is focused on wine education through um, offering classes and fun events where people can learn about food and wine in an environment that is fun, engaging, safe, showing them that wine is absolutely Mm -hmm. approachable and that you can Mm -hmm. learn what seems to be really hard concepts of (laughs) of wine and integrate it into, into your life. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So why, why wine? What is, what is, where does your passion come from as far as like helping others, educating others about wine? Wow. So for as long as I can remember, I've had an interest in wine and 
um, way back in my mid thirties, I started learning more about wine seriously. And I tried a lot of different things to see what area of wine I could be um, good at or what I'm passionate about because, Mm -hmm. you know, the world of wine is so vast and there's so many things that you can do in the wine world. And going through that process, I learned that, oh, I love teaching. And it's interesting because I never saw myself as a teacher. I didn't, you know, go to school for that or anything like that. But I found that I loved being a part of a person's journey, helping them, you know, expand their palate to try new and different things in wine, seeing that if you pair the right wine with the right dish, it could be explosive, not just, okay, not just, eh, but it could be like, whoa, you know, and being that I spent a lot of time learning about wine on my own. And I didn't have someone to guide me during those early years that gave me a heart and passion for people who want to know more, but just don't know how to get started, where to go. And I'm like, you know, I can save them a lot of uh, trouble and money (laughs) (laughs) by teaching them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that um, I know you mentioned, like when we first met, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money to enjoy wine. You know, no. wine can be very expensive, but it also can be, you know, you know, relatively cheap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So so really teaching people is kind of what you enjoy, enjoy the most uh, kind of about the wine, uh, the wine world. How long have you been? Um, how long has your business been around for? So Epicurious One has been around since May 2019. So we're getting ready to celebrate our third birthday. So that's pretty exciting. We made it through COVID. Like, woo. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So almost three years. And Mm -hmm. what have been, uh, what are some challenges and stuff that you've had to to go through? And kind of like the second part to that question is, um, you know, what led you to, you know, applying to, uh, for the business makeover? So the, the challenges that I have been finding is that I have an affinity for boutique wines and wines that are made by minorities and other marginalized groups, but it's not easy to get their wines, you know, because, if you're a boutique winemaker, that means you make, you're producing small amounts of wine where big distributors are not going to take you on because then they can't distribute your wines nationwide or whatever. Yeah. And there are certain laws, you know, each state has their own laws in terms of what can be sold where and, and all of that. And when I first started Epicurious One, I didn't know that, you know, I wasn't, familiar with what is now known as the three-tier system for how wine goes from growing grapes in the vineyard to ultimately a bottle that you can purchase somewhere. Okay. And um, so trying to figure that out has been a, a big learning curve for me then not having many mentors who look like me 
-hmm. but we're starting, I'm starting to see more and I'm starting to get to know more people who look like me in the industry, being that um, I'm a minority and I'm a woman. So mm -hmm. it's like I uh, have been looking for people like that. And when the world shut down in 2020, that was the gift that was given to me, uh, having access to mentors, having access to people that I didn't before, because it's like now everybody's at home, you can't go anywhere. And yeah. the events and stuff where you're likely to meet those people became virtual as opposed to having to travel okay. for, for these things. and. The, the reason I applied for the business makeover is that now that I have mentors, now that I have a better understanding of the three-tiered system, I am ready to expand Epicurious One to include retail where mm -hmm. I can sell um, wines made by these amazing boutique uh, winemakers, as well as educate people about wine and help them along their journey of enjoying it in, in everyday life. And then ultimately making my business scalable so I can replicate it not only in Florida, but in other states as well. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I, I think that's one thing that um, just the wine industry as a whole, right? There's, there's not really a whole lot of education unless like yourself, unless you're going out and seeking that yeah. knowledge and just doing your own research, right? There's not anybody that is, you know, at the store when you're purchasing these wines or the wines are available, there's not anybody who's really there, you know, educating you on, you know, what, what pairs well with others, you know, what, you know, what is something that you'd be looking for and, and depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Um, so I love the the fact that you, that this is a business that you've, you know, jumped into and, and have decided to do that. And on top of it, like supporting these small boutique yes. wineries and stuff as, as well. Right. Yes. Yes. Cause I'll tell you, they put their heart and soul yeah. into what they do. And a lot of them have left lucrative careers, you know, yeah. lucrative jobs to follow their passion. And it shows in the wine that they make, you can, you can taste it, you know, that they put a lot of love and care into what they produce. And I'm like, they need the chance to have exposure. And then people who are learning about wine, need to have the opportunity to try good quality wine and to yeah. understand what that means and what it's like. Yep, yep. <laughs> so it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So these, these boutique um, wineries, are they, where are they selling their, their wines at? Are they just at like local stores? They, are they going to local, um, like local liquor stores and, and, you know, um, getting their wine sold there or? What's up, Palm Harbor? It's your host, Donnie Hathaway. If you are looking to stay up to date with all things Palm Harbor, then visit my website. It's palmharborlocal.com. Super simple. You can sign up there, join the locals, where I'll be sharing more information on local events, local history, and what's happening in Palm Harbor. You know, I really want to create and add more value to you as a listener for spending your valuable time tuning into my podcast. So join me there, keep listening, and remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. How yeah, some of them do. Some of them are local to the states where they live, or okay. some of them may have small tasting rooms and they're selling wine through their tasting rooms. Okay. Or those who aren't that sophisticated, where maybe um, they don't own a vineyard, 
then they're doing direct-to-consumer sales through online stores, or um, they may also connect with restaurants and, and oh, what yeah. have you. But a lot of times it's hard for them to focus on the marketing along with producing this, you know, awesome wine that they that they may make. So whatever support they can get is is much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so you mentioned like this, the wine community in, in Florida, like, what is it um, that you've noticed that's different, you know, for, for that community in Florida compared to maybe some other states um, that you've been to, or maybe other, other people you've spoken to as well? You know, what is different about Florida is that, you know, um, we can host wine-related festivals and events and stuff year-round, and especially in the wintertime. And we do. Yeah. And that's um, probably like the best time to do it, to be outdoors. That is the absolute best time. So I tell people, hey, don't sleep on Florida, you know, because yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. coming. Yeah. And and we're now adding more diversity as well to, to the type of events that, that we're offering and starting to let people know that, hey, we're here and we're serious. What a lot of people don't know about Florida is that we are the number two consumer of wine behind California. Oh, wow. So if I were coming out with brands of wine, hands down, I'm starting here because the market is here. Then um, the other can you, thing. Can you produce the wine here too in Florida? Unfortunately, the type of wines I would like to produce, our climate doesn't support that. Because okay. yep. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have, you know, we have a, a what year round summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In order to be able to produce the type of grapes I would want, we need periods of dormancy okay. and times of cold and cooling. Okay. And so, <laughs> yeah. But but that's something I'm thinking about. You never know. You never yeah. know. Yeah. And um, the other thing that people don't know is that one of the reasons that we as Florida residents get to enjoy not paying state taxes is because of the amount of money that's collected due to alcohol and beverage tax. Okay. So that means we're drinking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Right. People are coming down here we're retired. And people are coming down here because we're, you know, a tourist state. And once yep. they come here, they're enjoying the, the um beverages. We of course enjoy them and therefore we can have that benefit of not having to pay state taxes, which is a beautiful thing. And I want to do my part to contribute to that. Yeah. <laughs> and educate people on. And educate people do. along the way. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what is, um, I guess like as far as like the business, like jumping back into like the business makeover side of things, like what's one thing that that maybe you're looking forward to the most or that stood out to you when you kind of first applied um, for the business makeover? Uh, maybe it's something that you think your business, um, as far as like knowledge that you think you need the most mm-hmm. um, or just something that you were like, this is something that can really help me. Wow. A few things. So one was being able to clearly communicate my story and what I do, because the concept of 
wine educator is not something that is common knowledge. Yeah. Um, so helping make that connection to average consumers so that they understand what I do and how I can help them, then um, I am not really a, a techie savvy person. So I was like, I really want to learn more about how to use technology to help grow my business, um, help with processes so that I'm constantly communicating with my audiences in a timely fashion. Um, I don't know a whole lot about social media and like the videos and things like that, even though I'm really comfortable with talking. Yeah. But <laughs> I just you don't put the know. camera in front of you. And, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing because it's like when I talk to people about it, like, well, why can't you just go do these videos or what? Because I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. you got a chance to see. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If somebody else sets it up and say, go, Stephanie, talk, I can I can do it. Yeah. And then figuring out what do people want me to talk about? You know, I don't want to just be out there talking and I'm not helping meet a need. Then um, lastly, one thing I was looking forward to is getting down on paper my business plan and what it will look like taking Epicurious One to the next level of being scalable, where almost it's a plug and play, if you will, type of yeah. model, you know? Yeah. So you can move it to the next state and, and beyond kind of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, one thing that, one thing that stood out to me, like when we first met was just your, um, your, your big dreams and, and dreams for Epicurious One, right? And it's, you're not like really limiting yourself to, to just like this Florida market or just, you know, the, the Tampa Bay area, Right. And you have dreams to, to kind of grow it, you know, beyond um, what it is right now and stuff. Right. So I, I love that passion and and the drive that you have um, about wine and, and helping others, you know, enjoy a, a good glass of, of wine and stuff. Right. Because, um, like I said before, there's there's really no other there's no one really that's that's educating people on on how to um, how to enjoy wine. Right. And, and find find good wines. So what is, um, like, what is something that, that people should, so if you have, uh, that person who's, you know, they, they're interested in wine, but they're not really sure where to start, like, what's a good starting point for them or where can they go, you know, obviously yourself to kind of get some knowledge and mm -hmm. consume your content. Um, but what are some starting points or tips that you have for someone who's like just starting out and, and kind of trying to learn about wine? I would recommend that they find local wine shops in their area because and, and, and local wine bars, because these are people who are really passionate about wine and being that they're smaller, they will be willing to take the time to answer your questions and they're not yeah. going to judge you or anything like that. They love the questions. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people think in their head, oh my gosh, I don't want to go in there and ask these questions. I'm going to sound like I'm a, I really don't know what I'm talking about. Cause I know right. I had that feeling at first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I found that going to neighborhood wine shops and neighborhood wine bars, you can get community and meet other like-minded people. 
and get to know the owners, their staff who are willing to answer your questions. And then they may have some really, really cool off the beaten path wines that you're not going to find like at the grocery store or, yeah. or what have you. Yeah. 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 They're going to have yeah. some really good, unique stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really cool. So mm-hmm. what are, what are like some of these local, um, uh, local places to for people to go to go visit. I know you're down in kind of like the St. Pete area. Um, yeah. What are some, some places you recommend? So I recommend Book and Bottle in downtown St. Pete. Okay. Try Wine in downtown St. Pete. Um, American Wine and Spirits. I also recommend um, Ed's Fine Wine and Spirits. Okay. Um, if you're in the Tampa area, I recommend Crew Cellars, um, Psalm Hideaway. Uh, what's a what's another one? The Sea House. Um, and the cool thing about Crew Cellars in Tampa, they have more than one location that people can check out. Okay. Then in the Ebor area, there's um, Bones, also known as West Palm Wine Shop. So we have a nice amount of, yeah. of options that people can check out and go in and go in there, talk to them, and they'll be willing to put you on to some really cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's I was kind of shocked that, that there's that many um, in our area, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And that's not and that's not all of them. The right. only thing that's missing is a wine shop that is owned by a minority and that's something i want to feel so you're the first one <laughs> <laughs> 2022 or 2023 we're, we're coming for you we're coming for you yeah <laughs> i love it i love it um well i i appreciate you taking the time to to do this episode we're, we're excited to like i said we're excited to work with you um, and, and just kind of share your passion and, and kind of help you fine tune your, your message. And, um, I love what you're doing. I'm excited to, to watch it grow and, and, um, you know, glad we are able to, to kind of meet you and, and have this conversation. So, so thank you. Thank you. It is an honor to know you all. Thank you for this time, Donnie. And I am excited to see where this journey is going to take us for Epicurious One and for you all too. I'm so yeah. proud of what you all are doing to support small businesses. Yeah, thank you. So where can um, where can people find, uh, learn more about Epicurious One and kind of find you to get more information on, on what you're doing? Okay, so people can go to my website at epicuriousone.com and that is spelled www.epicuriousone.com. Sign up for my newsletter and check out upcoming events. Awesome. And then we'll have we'll have the links in, in, the, in the description for everybody to check out and click on as well. Um, one last thing I want to uh, one thing I, I like to ask every guest on the on the podcast is to highlight or um talk about one, uh, either business or maybe just something some place that you like visiting, um, in our area. So, uh, like your go-to spot, whether it's, you know, when you're just hanging out and, um, it's just you and like, this is the place that I want to go to, whether it's a business or it could be like a local park or something like that. Like what, what's that spot for you? Oh, that, <laughs> that, oh, wow. Okay, so like my my cheers and where I go hang out is, yeah. is um, Book and Bottle 
Book and, and in downtown St. Pete, people can find me there usually on Sundays studying. <laughs> yep. Yep. With my crew, with my SIP crew. <laughs> cool. Book and bottle in, in downtown St. Pete. I'll have to check that one out. Yes. Come on down. <laughs> there you go. Awesome, Stephanie. Well, thank you again. And um, we'll, we'll I'll look forward to doing round two with you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Donnie. Have a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I really hope you got a ton of value out of today's episode. Now, if you're looking to connect with the guest or just get more information on the episode, then you can check the description below. I'll have all the links in the episode as well as a link back to my website. It's palmharborlocal.com where you can stay up to date on what's going on with the podcast and sign up there to join the locals. Let's get after it this week. And remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor Local. Mm-hmm.